Hello and welcome to the Matters of the Heart podcast with Bishop Sharon Jones. Oh, I have a treat for you on this episode. We have the panel discussion of the She Leads Facebook Live on our book of the month, Don't Settle for Safe by Sarah Jakes Roberts. She says something that will bless you. Listen, listen, and I quote, You have decided it's time for you to be free. You've stopped trying to construct a life you hope other people will accept, and instead you've decided to embrace the life that God has in store for you. Oh, it's going to be a blessing. Listen now. Well, good morning, and God bless you. This is the day I just, I guess you understand I love that scripture. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm so glad to have you join with me this morning on our She Leads. Amen. On our She Leads. And we are discussing our book. We have have a, a panel, and we're discussing our books don't settle for safe by sarah jakes roberts so if you have your book amen grab your book amen uh where you've written your notes down and everything you know what i told them i want to get it so i can have all of you as many of you in front of me as i can get and you can just interact amen it's going to come it's coming they told me they're going to start working on it and i know it it's possible because I've seen others do it. So guess what? <laughs> it's going to happen for us too. And I am just so elated this morning. I'm so elated this morning to have my panel on on this morning. And I'm just going to introduce them to you. Amen. You already know them. We got a new person. We got a new one on block. On, on block. Yeah. Sister Cherie Johnson. Let's get Cherie Welcome, Cherie. Come on, let's type some claps down there. We want to welcome Cherie. We want to yeah. uh, welcome back Sister Pamela Bradford. Amen. Thank God for you, Sister Pam. Amen. And Sister Chantel Cross, she got home from the hospital yesterday. I thank God for her being, and I thank God for your prayers for her. Thank mm. God for you. And then we have Sister Pamela James. Thank mm. God for prayer. Amen. Thank God for all of you. We pray God's blessings upon you today. We pray that something that will be said today will touch your heart. All of us are going through something. This pandemic, amen, that's here, huh? uh, the racial tension. We've got to pray for one another. We've got to pray for one another. We've got to keep one another lifted. That is what we must do. We've got, it's not a question whether we should do that. That is what we must do. Amen. We've got to pray. You don't have to know my name. Just say, God bless bless your people everywhere. If you say bless your people everywhere, guess what? That has included me in the equation. So we've got to pray. And again, I'm so glad to have you. And yeah, and you know what they were talking about? My my beads. Check that my mama. Why are you trying to dress up a t-shirt? It's my beads. <laughs> I, I like to wear my beads and my pearls. Uh-huh. And I think I look cute. Don't you think I look cute? Look yeah, she cute. look cute. You look cute. You look cute. You look cute. Look cute. <laughs> Very cute. I am so happy. All right. We're going to go directly in 
into um, our discussion today. But let me say this. Look, look, look. We have some Sheely's cup. <laughs> guess what? You can have one too. We're gonna put they're gonna put the information up and every and everything. So when we meet and have our she leads, you can have a cup to drink your your hot tea or your cold tea. Uh, we don't have no red cups. <laughs> <laughs> if you try to put a, a red cup beverage in she leaves, guess what? The cup gonna break. I speak. Oh, oh, Lord have mercy! Oh my goodness! But look, they're gonna make these available to you, and I want you to come on. Let's get our she needs cups. It's a blessing. It's, it's going to be a blessing to the ministry. Amen. And the things that we're trying to do in the name of Jesus. All right. All right. Thank God. Let me, let me come back here now. All right. Again, I said we're, we're, we're discussing today, Don't Settle for Safe by uh, Sarah Jakes Roberts. And Sarah's book, Don't Settle for Safe, starts with the real truth. Yeah, it starts because, and, and this is the truth, because you've been redeemed and God has called us by our names and said that we belong to him, we are yet going to go through some things in our life. We're going to go through it. And it's not a question of if, but it's when. When we go through. The scripture testifies of the when, not the if. He says, when we pass through the water, he will be with us. When we go through the river, they won't overwhelm us. When we walk through the fire, we won't get burned or consumed. So being a child of God, and listen to me, because the devil has it out that when you come on the Lord's side, everything turns into roses. Uh-huh. And there are no pricks on the roses. You can just grab. No, that's not true. That's not true. When we come on the Lord's side, we are not exempt from trouble. It won't stop the trouble from coming, but the comfort is knowing that when I go through the trouble, I'm not going through the trouble by myself, that God, that's a truth that she has in this book, that I'm not going through this by myself. God did not promise us smooth sailing. We're not just going to get it just, oh, all of the waves are just going to be smooth. No, you're going to have some turbulence sometimes. That turbulence is an airplane in it. Well, anyway, you'll have some turbulence and you're going to have some strong winds that's going to blow. But he made us a promise. He made us a promise. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm going to be right there with you. And who will be honest and say that there were times when you felt like you were barely hanging on? I talked to you about about hanging on, you know, and, and swinging, but sometimes you felt like any of my panel people ever felt like you just barely could, could make it. You, you're trying yeah. to do everything. That's real. real. When we felt like we couldn't make it, anybody felt like you so saved? Do you never felt like you? I've been saved ever since I was 12 years old. I'm 69 years old now. And there were times in my life when I really felt like that I, it was it was hard and I felt like I couldn't make it. I would cry. Yeah, I cry. Y'all don't believe I cry, but I do. You understand? But then the assurance and and, and the what, what comforted me was knowing that the Lord was on my side. When those voices were speaking to me and telling me, you ain't going to get through this. You might as well go on and give up. Anybody else? 
voices speak to you and tell you you can't make it, uh-uh, uh-uh. But what we've got to confront is those voices that speak to us and put them to silence. If you, you've got to learn how to say in the name of Jesus, Satan, I rebuke you. I, I bind up every thought that comes against the will of God, every thought, every lying thought, I bind you up. We've got to learn. Those old saints, when I was coming up, they knew how to bind Satan, cast him out, send him back to the pit. You all don't know how to you know the pit is. The pit is where the devil is and all his death. We've got to learn how to cast him out, bind him up, send him back to the pit, to the lake from whence he came. That's what we've got to do. Stop allowing the devil to just wreck havoc in our house. No, it's not going to be easy all the time. I promise you, it's not going to be easy all of the time. Mm. You're going to cry sometimes. But when those insecurities speak, mm, when the devil start telling you what you can't do and, and, and what the people going to say, if you, if you do this, people going to have a whole lot to say on, sister. Stay home, brother, because you're going to talk if it works, and you're going to show enough talk if it don't work. So you just go talk, talk, talk. And there's an old song that says, talk, talk, talk about Jesus. So if you go talk, <laughs> talk about Jesus. Say, look what the Lord doing for her over there. But when those in insecurities speak, you speak faith and power. Mm-hmm. When, when those insecurities speak, uh, speak defeat. You speak uh, peace and victory and deliverance. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You ain't seen nothing yet. God is not through with me yet. Ah, you think God is doing something? You just wait. You're gonna see. Listen, listen to what we say. Listen, 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 listen to what we say. We're going to to start. So Pam, so Pam yes, James. Yes, ma'am. You, you, you read it this morning. You read it. I'm ready. I'm, 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 i that made her afraid to even face tomorrow. And she longed to be free. So on my topic on today, I wanna speak to that individual who get up from day to day afraid and where you're just bound, you're not free. But on today, God said, no more excuses. It's time to get rid of the excuses. Nothing has happened to you that God cannot use to restore you and to free you. Yes. And I know personally, there are things in my life that I think back and I say, Pam, what were you thinking? Pam, why did you do that? And I just just go back and knock my own self upside my own head. But you know what? Those situations helped me to become the strong woman that I am today. Those bruises, those hurts, those disappointments, those rejections, those times of feeling alone can be the very change for our entire life. 
whenever we understand that it's our journey, but we can make it, we can survive, and we can let somebody else know that we made it. Yes. And I love whenever she said, the gift of growing requires us to, requires us to know when to let go. Oh, and that's the thanks. problem many Ooh. of us have. And I'm sure we've all been there if we're just honest. There are things we have struggled to let go of. So that is the meat of my topic today, that it is time to accept what yes. no longer fits in Ooh. our lives, and it's time to let it go. Yes. So I have three nuggets to share with you. The very first one is where I love when she talked about um, wearing things that no longer fit. Her six-year-old daughter would continue to wear clothes and she did not want to stop wearing them. She wanted to keep wearing those clothes, just comfortable in those clothes. Well, guess what? As grown women, we continue to wear clothes that literally no longer fit us. We wear clothes that no longer literally fit us or the look is no longer in season for us. Oh. And God is That's trying it, to give us a complete makeover. makeover. Yes. So we continue to be in discomfort we cut off our own circulation. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and we refuse to realize that that style is no longer where God is taking us. That style nor that size. That style nor that size. It's time to let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Because where God is taking us, it's a newness. And we have to get rid of those things that we've gotten too comfortable in and it's time to expand and wow. grow. And wow. we have outgrown wow. that stuff wow. that we have Up to us, Yes. So what God is saying is to accept the complimentary makeover mm. that he wants mm -hmm. to give us. That's wow. point number two. I'm sorry, number one. And number two, there are people that no longer fit in our lives yes. that we do not know how to release in love. Oh, wow. We don't yes. have to cut them off in a mean way and in a That's nasty right. way. Release we don't even love. have mm -hmm. to explain sometimes why the shift has taken place. Mm -hmm. We have to understand that there are some people that are with us for a season, oh. some for a reason, and some will be for a lifetime, but it will take the relationship with God for us to know the difference and when we need to shift. That's right. And some people, and it could be painful sometimes. Yes, I've been there. Right. I know it's easier said than done. Some people, sometimes it's our family that we have to love from a distance. I love you, but you bring drama in my space. You uh -huh. just, I just can't deal with your negative thinking. I cannot deal with your gossiping, your jealousy. I have to go. And then there are just some people, they just want to keep going through the same thing over and over and over and over again. Wow. Wow. And I'm to a place wow. now where I'm tired. I wow. can't keep now using my energy with this same conversation. I will keep praying for you, but it's time for this ship to keep right on sailing. You know, so there you know, are people. You know, darling, Sister Pam, I remember. Yes, ma'am. Um, a time in my life, you know, I... Um, 
I didn't, I, and I still don't have that many friends, you know, Lord don't afford me to have too many friends. But um, it was a time when the Lord spoke to me and he said, you've got to let her go. You, you've got to cut her off. And I'm, and I, that's what I told the Lord. I said, well, Lord, you know, I don't have that many friends and, and, and she's a friend. And, and the Lord said, but you've got to, to, to let her go. And, I'm, and I asked God, I said, why? I wanted to know why. Because the Lord spoke to me and said, because she cannot go where I'm going to take you. Yeah. And that's how it is in so many of our lives. We try to hold on to people that's literally pulling life out of us. I'm not saying she was pulling the life out of me, but the Lord was telling me she can't go where I'm taking you. And then there's an old song that says, you'll understand it better by and by. By and by, as we went on down the road, I understood just what the Lord uh, was saying. It upset me. Yes, it did. It hurt me. Yes, it did. Because I loved her and she was my friend. I didn't stop loving her. I didn't stop asking her how you're doing. I didn't stop saying how you, how, 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 how I'm praying for you. But, but we couldn't go out to eat no more because our conversations was different. Mm. You understand? And you said it good. We've got to, to know when to, there's an old song that says you got to know when to hold them and then you got to know when to fold them. We got to learn when to run. When to let it go. Mm -hmm. yes. That's right. Go ahead, baby. That's right. Sister Pam, right. Sister yes, Pam I want to interject something. It's a way that you can tell when separation is getting ready to happen. Mm -hmm. Because when you're in their presence, you feel drained. You feel broken, you feel dry, your spirit feels weak. When you leave, you feel guilty like you've done something. That can tell you that environment or that space that you're in is not agreeing with your spirit. Yes. And one thing that we have control of, we have control of our environment. That's right. We have control of places that we go and situations that we sit in, conversations that we hear, that we know your spirit could be saying, okay, don't engage in that, but because it's friendship, and you you don't want to feel like you just you know not a part of what's going on you engage but once you engage in it it bothers you for 24 hours 48 hours 72 hours because your spirit is vexed and that's mm -hmm. the way you can know that some type of pulling away wow. needs to happen because at the end of the day like bishop um bishop sharon and our apostle have been telling us at all costs protect your peace yes mm -hmm. And this time, during this pandemic, we mm. honestly have control of our own environment. Yes, yes. we do. We yes, control we do. what we walk into, who house we visit, phone calls we pick up. At any cost, in this time of our lives, we have got to protect our peace and stop letting our spirits be vexed just to have a friendship. It's wow. Not Wow. Absolutely. And sometimes our assignment with that individual is just done. Mm. And where there's just now a different path for you and that individual. And later in life, God may allow the paths to cross again. But for some reason, it had just come to the course for that season. And then for some people, you may not see them again, but there was still purpose in you connecting with that individual for whatever reason. So that's number two. Number three, there are some painful memories that no longer fit. We have to know that there comes a time when we have to allow God to heal us. We have to get forgiveness on the inside of us. And we have to let go of whatever happened, who harmed us, 
who hurt us, who left us, who just made us feel the worst we thought we could ever feel in our life. From childhood to an adulthood, we continue to carry those painful memories. And right now, we have to stop the excuses of what mama did, what okay. mama did not do, what daddy did, what daddy wow. did not do, wow. uh, what your childhood friend did, that boss that fired you 1985, that husband <laughs> that walked out So I wrote all over my book. So if you see me looking down, it's because I'm looking at my book. I typically have 25 pieces of paper everywhere, but we changed. That's a weed. I got rid of that. (laughs) 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 So my chapter this morning is weeds. That's chapter number two. And she starts out talking about uh, a family outing with her now husband, Pastor Toure Rogers, uh, Roberts, excuse me. And between the two of them, they have a blended family. So it's six children between him and her, of course, from previous, previous relationships, marriages, or what have you. So she talked about, and this is the way that I talk, so you all just bear with me. Uh, I like good stories, so I guess I talk in the form of telling a story. So that's just my way. So she talks about, you know, they were on a family outing, and she was just noticing the interaction between the children. And she was a teen mother. So to put a bookmark right there. I can only imagine being a teen parent and your mother and your father are now mega pastors. Wow. So the mask that she had to put on, Mm -hmm. the the emotions that came with being a teen parent, 
I can attest to that. 14 years old, having my first child. By the time I was pregnant with my second child, my mother was active in ministry. Here I am pregnant. So I could relate to all of those feelings that you have. And those feelings take root. I'm going to come back to that. Those feelings take root. You know, she talked about the insecurities. She talked about needing validation. She talked about backing up because she didn't know how people saw her. You know, so after a while, she says that she became obsessed with other people's opinions and what they thought of her. So she lived her life basically through what other people said. And that happens when you have the weed of insecurity, when you have the weed of needing to be validated by other people. Go connecting to what Pam James said, that's when you don't know who you are. When you don't know who you are, you allow yourself to be defined by things that just don't fit you. You know, somebody gave me something some time ago. I was out and about with the girls and, you know, time passed and I connected with this person and we were just having a conversation. And that person said to me, Pam, that's not even you. That's not even the type of person that you are. And I was offended when I first heard, you don't know me. You don't know, you know, got the roll in the neck and all that. Tell that stuff don't matter. Mm-hmm. It was the truth. Down the line, it was a weed. You was mm-hmm. out there looking like a natural born fool when I you know. need to be home. Now, this is how I talk to me. I can't speak for anybody else. But when I talk to me, I talk to me for real. I can be very brutal with myself sometimes because sometimes that's what I feel like I need. And in doing so, that has enabled me to get to the next level. So if you are a person who, are, who is afraid to look in the mirror, that's a weed. Because you have to look at yourself. The scripture talks about, uh, I think it's in the New Testament where Jesus said, you know, it talks about the man that looks in the mirror and when he walk away, he forget what the image he sees. Right, when you look right. in that mirror every day, you see you. That's you. And the first person you have to deal with is you. I was on the elevator one day, and I, the lady that got on the elevator, and granted it was hot, we was just coming back from lunch, but that aroma that was coming from her baby didn't have nothing to do with heat. That had to do with water. Oh. And so just like I told the young lady on my, on my floor, I say, listen, you smell you before I do. So you, if I smell that, then you smell that. So wow. that's how we have to look at ourselves. If they see you, then you need to see you. Yes. You have to see you. If you out there looking like a fool and you don't think you did, well, believe you me, the crowd that you was with know you look like a natural born fool. Wow. So that's what she was talking about. But the first thing that she addressed was guarding your heart. She talked about guarding your heart. She said, this is what happens to all of us when we don't take time to find and pull the weeds that are created after we've experienced difficulties in life. When we go through difficult difficult things in life, I've learned is that there's a lot of residue. There are a lot of things that take root. We allow permanent roots for temporary passages. Mm. And when we sit in a lot of pain, bitterness, resentment, you, your communication skills totally decrease you 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 have abandonment issues you have communication issues you have all self-esteem issues the biggest issue with most women are men oh most women they may not admit that all right just because we're women don't make us right that's right just because we're women don't make us better because there are some women out there will make you take it to the throat Mm. now just because she a girl Mm -hmm. She will, I'm sorry, America, but this is how it's coming to me. This is how I'm sharing it with you. There's some sisters out there that are ratchet rondas. Oh. You need to let her stay where she at because she wow. a weed. 
Ooh, we see we also weed. look at things as weed, but people are weeds as well. There's yeah. a lot of ratchet Rondas out there, and you have ratchet Ronda and raggedy Sue Ann come through your door, <laughs> and she crossing your threshold, and they dropping off all they junk. All and they junk. Around, you look up, you got all that foolishness in your life. And you wonder why this is not working. Well, why is that not working? And like you said, Pastor Lord said to you, you got to let her know, not because that person necessarily may have been raggedy, but there was no room for her in the parts of life that God was going to take you through. That's the weed. Guarding your heart because we allow all kinds of people into our life. And those people take root in our heart. And when we realize that these people are no longer working, we hold on to these people too long. They become a weed. Do you know, do you know some weeds look like flowers? Yes, mm. ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. There are oh, some wow. weeds yes, that have beautiful yellow buds on them. Mm-hmm. Purple, it's a weed. It's mm. a weed. And we've got <laughs> to learn the difference between a true flower and a weed. A weed. Yeah. That's right. That's I look right. at some sometimes, I say, oh, isn't that a beautiful flower? Then yes, when I ma'am. look on feed, what is it, weed and feed? I yes, look ma'am. On that, I, I, what is it, the dandelion? That's a weed. That's a weed. But it's pretty. Mm-hmm. And we've got to mm-hmm. learn the difference between a weed and a flower. And a flower. Wow. Amen. Amen. And in us learning the difference between a weed and a flower shows us that we're able to now guard our heart. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Come on. That's good. Because a weed has to be cut. Mm-hmm. Oh. I remember... I remember learning how in learning how to pray. I used to hear the older ladies in church talk about God put the axe at the root. And as time passed, I now understand what that means. You have to completely remove because the root is there, it's gonna keep growing. So you have to completely remove the root. Wow. A weed will take over your pretty grass. Wow. I Bishop used to always talk about that St. Augustine grass. I don't know nothing yes. about the yard. I'm sorry for those who work in the yard. Wonderful. Um, that's not me. So, hey, I just know what I pick up in conversation, but I do know St. Augustine grass is good grass. I understand that. But if you don't keep that grass cut, all of us going to grow together. It just be a mess all together. You just have a, 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 a high yard. So if you don't put the weed and feed in there, because you have to snatch the weed out and feed it with the good stuff. And that's what she's talking about. But you got to, like you said, Bishop, you have to recognize the weed. And so she talked about when she first started dating her husband, her now husband, he started to tell her how, you know, you're not always right. And she just couldn't believe he said that. What do you mean? I'm not always always right. So she said she started to explain what her path was. He's, you know, he pretty much, I'm paraphrasing, no, I don't care how you got there, you're still wrong. Oh, wow. So that was her weed. And that's what I'm, that's what derived my statement. Just because you're women and just because you say in the Holy Ghost field does not make you right. That's right. I know a lot of ladies who say and profess to be Holy Ghost field, you just mean. You say mm. anything out your mouth. Wow. You don't do you very little that you do, you do in love. And what you think you want to make sure I'm okay. No, you don't. You just know it. It's out there. I said it. I ain't taking it back. You know <laughs> it. <laughs> the weed. Okay? That's the weed. Nose. We so <laughs> that's that, and then time goes on, and on later on in uh, one of the parts she talks about tracing the source. Mm-hmm. I remember Dr. Monroe said, if you want to know the meaning of a thing, you got to go to the beginning of a thing. Mm-hmm. All right. And as I always using myself as an example, you know, uh, I have 
more than one friend that have lost children. And I can remember being their sounding board during that time. I had one girlfriend when she lost her son. That girl would literally come and get in my bed. She couldn't move. Mm. She just couldn't move. And she said that being here with me and my mom brought her comfort about her solace. Now, I'm about in my bed, girl. But for her, I allowed that. And before, I couldn't understand her. We could be on girls' trips, and she would completely shut down. She just would, to the point till it was annoying. But now that I've lost my mother, I can't relate to losing a child, but I can relate to the loss. And being in the loss, being in the, in the, in the, what you want to call it, in the midst of experience, of grieving the loss of my mother, I've actually found out a lot of things about myself. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to my childhood. It goes back to when she was on drugs, how I held that, uh, you know, my mother was a heroin and cocaine addict for most of my childhood. And so when she got saved and got saved for real, I still held on to mad because she broke promises to me. Mm -hmm. Mad because she would go spend our welfare check on her drugs. We got, like the day the 3rd, the 4th of July, baby, we'd be broke. Mm -hmm. We'd be broke. But when God saved them, filled them with the Holy Ghost, I remember her being in college. And she got her student loan checks. She was calling me, baby, come get your money. She, that's how she would do. And when she moved in here with me, when I say ride or die, that was my rider. But what I had to do now that she's gone, I constantly pull from the storage of from what she poured into me. And she used to always talk to me about my anger. That was a weed. That was a weed. One weed is not guarding my heart, letting in and everybody in through my through the threshold of my heart like a dope. Two is being angry all the time, and the and the gas from my anger, the fire, was my mouth mm. and uh. arsenal. Uh. My mouth was and can be, can wow. be. I won't say was, can be an arsenal. That's weed number two. Tracing that source because people was always bought. I was the only child. They was always bothering me. Mm always bothered so in my adult life I became extremely defensive especially with men zero respect for men weeds and we have to trace the source of these weeds. how do we do that we have to be humble yes we have to admit the fact that I have a problem that's it you know we want to you know bring down the drug addict the prostitute prostitute but baby you got corporate you got CEO CFO COO and the rest of them alphabets you have a problem you have a problem that's what your weed is baby you have a problem some of us need go to therapy prayer prayer and therapy together is wonderful it's wonderful it's wonderful. So those are your weeds. The weeds are those things, back to what Sister Pam said, things that you are not letting go. Oh, yeah. Things All that right. are still, they look like sunflowers and dandelions, right. baby. All right. But All they're right. toxic. Mm. They are toxic. toxic. And some of us are walking around and we're toxic people and we think we're loving on people <clears> and we think because we have the liberty to say this and do that. It's hurting people. You leave people's world, Chantel, you said it. Sometimes we're the ones that's causing the brokenness. Sometimes wow. we're the one that's causing people to be exhausted. That wow. is the weed within ourselves. We have to look at ourselves. And that's what she had to do. She had to look at herself. And she said some wonderful things. She talked about making good decisions. She talked and what and just what I'm saying, weeding meant to face some ugly truths. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So after you face your mm-hmm. ugly truths, mm-hmm. it'll teach you to make some good decisions and you'll be able to blossom into those beautiful flowers, those roses and hydrangeas. Those are my favorite flowers. All so right. that's what the weeding is. It's just facing the ugly truths. As, 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 as the ladies of all people, as I say, uh, my beautiful Bishop Sharon and my wonderful evangelist Brenda White, Get yourself in the presence of the Lord. As my mother used to say all the time, lay in the presence of God. Help me, y'all, because listen, I get there and get sleep. But <laughs> you lay down, you know, you talk, talk to the Lord, you wake, you wake up like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. But these are the, those are the remedies, and they work. They work. Learn your patterns. Yes. You got to right. learn your, learn them. Learn your patterns. Come on, Sister Cherie. Everyone. Yes. Yes. That these wonderful ladies have said this morning yes. it leads us back to our pattern sometimes we don't understand why we're doing things or where these things have come from our patterns but if we would just take the time to look back mm-hmm. look back in some things you know sometimes we don't want to look back sometimes we just going through the motions and we're doing things and we're acting out but we don't want to look back at our patterns and in this chapter she was talking about with her being pregnant at 14 and some of the things that she was doing, you know, not understanding, first of all, who she was, you know, trying to be a people pleaser. And you have to, even as adults, there are things we have to look back on. And when I was reading about her, because I was a mother at 15, I had some really bad negative patterns, you know, and I didn't realize my patterns at the time. I was just acting out. When I look back on some things, I realized there were times when I had been molested, you know, but I tried to push that under the rug because, hey, I don't want nobody to know that happened to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm acting out in ways that I shouldn't be acting out. You know, at a point, my dad was there. I love my dad. and But there came a time that I really longed for my dad. I longed for that attention. So one of my patterns was seeking the attention from men, which was not a good pattern. And with that going on, you know, I wasn't realizing it at a young age. Okay, I'm kind of doing a whole lot of things that are detrimental to my life. You know, they're not adding value. I'm trying to please people, though I'm hurting inside. I'm dying inside. But what I'm doing on the outside, I'm smiling. I'm laughing. I'm giving in to what somebody else needs, but I'm not realizing how much I'm hurting myself. So I didn't know my patterns. I just knew what was going on. But I didn't know the root of why it was going on. You know, when I became pregnant with my son, I just wanted love. You know, I wanted love. When I met his father, I was so in what thinking, you know, I'm so in love with him. You know, I need this approval. I need this validation. You know, if I have this baby, you know, he's going to always be there. He's going to always love me. But that wasn't a good, you know, that wasn't a good foundation to stand on as to why I'm with this young man. You know, at 15, we should be in school, get work. But the pattern was I'm still seeking the validation of a person, which was not the right thing, which led me down this road of constantly seeking love, constantly looking for love. You know, I had the love of my family. I had the love of, you know, friends. But those negative patterns, they spilled over negative friendships. You're, you're flocking to friends that are doing the same thing you're doing. And because right. what you're doing is All not right. right, you know, you're flocking to people that aren't doing right. So now and you're they, and they keep encouraging you to do, keep on doing, doing what's wrong. Over yeah. and over yeah. and over again. Yeah. You know, when I look back on some of the things I did, you know, the people I was hanging, we were doing stuff that was insane. It was crazy. Mm. But that was my pattern because I did not know, I didn't know who I was. You know, I knew right. what my name was. 
But I didn't know who I was. You know, if I could put a smile on your face, oh, I'm doing my part. But, you know, I, I, I'll share this with you all because growing up, you know, I would go to bed at night. I could be in bed five hours. You know, people could think I'm asleep. Do you know I was, in my mind, I was telling myself my own dream because I felt like if I tell myself these dreams, I'm going to make my dream to be what I want my dream to be and not my reality. So when I would wake up, when I would actually go to sleep and wake up, I didn't want to face reality because it wasn't what I wanted my reality to be. So I kept going on with these patterns. The next person is going to love me. You know, the next person is going to love me. The next person is going to love me. But the pattern kept going the same way. But even in that with my patterns, I thank God for loving me where I was. You know, God didn't say, get it right and then I'll deal with you. God was already dealing with me. God knew the patterns that I was doing before I was even here. He already knew what I was going to do. And as he said in Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the thoughts oh, that I think, yes. Amen. thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. So he already knew what he had created me for. All right. But I had to do some digging down. I yes. had to search myself. Yes. I had to learn to approve me and not be yes. ashamed. I did it. I own up to what I did. Right. And you know, everything is not going to be our fault when we look back at those patterns. Like I said, I had been molested. I couldn't take and hold on to that. You know, for a while I buried it, but I had to learn let it go. It wasn't my fault. You know, I'm not going to walk around with this guilt that it's all all my fault. Some things I did, yeah, they were my fault. It was my pattern that I was making for myself, and I own up to that. But, you know, you have to learn to let it go. Look at that pattern. If it's a good pattern, you know, reading your Bible, that's a good pattern. Looking up to pray, that's a good pattern. You know, when you learn those good patterns, you can get those. But when it's stuff that you know is killing you, it's draining you, you know, all of that, the weeds, you know, all of that, no more excuses, all of that falls into learning your patterns. And once you learn those patterns, once you dig into them, approve yourself. God, here I am. I messed up. Look at your own self in the mirror. It's not about your sister. It's not about your brother. Look at you. you. You know, I looked at me. Girl, you did this. Okay, I did it. I had a baby. Okay, I did that. And you know, when I learned to, as Pam said, get those weeds out, when I got saved, I had my pattern of doing things. But when God called me into his family, when I accepted, when he was calling me, one of the things, I had to get rid of those friends. friends. And you know, it didn't make me an evil person because, hey, I got to pull away from you. Mm-hmm. I knew that that pattern of my life, I had to do away with. I got to go on to where God is calling me to be. So I, I was going to constantly be pulling you back. Constantly, constantly pull. be pulling you back. Constantly. constantly. Yes, a pull. And this right here is the this is the enemy's playground. Yes. yes. So if my patterns are bad, and one of the things I had to learn about myself when I got hurt, no matter how good I was doing, when I got hurt. It's like my mind wanted to revert back. Even, I'm going to share this with you, even in my marriage, I remember when things were really rough. They were, I mean, they were rough. But remember, I had a pattern in my past that, oh, oh my. I'm, I'm going over here, because he tripped. Mm-hmm. And I remember in my marriage, and I tell people, when I stood before God, I made a vow to honor and love my husband. And that is, I made that vow before God. But I remember that at a time, we were going through this rough patch. My mind went back, I'm telling you, it was clear as day. I remembered the guy's phone number mm. that pulled the gun on me and kept me and my son hostage for some hours. His number came back so clear in my mind. It had been years later to call him. 
Now that was not even a good pattern, but that was something I used to do. Yes. So I had to cast down that thought. No, God, that's not who I am. I made a vow before you to my husband. So once we learn to, to go back, first of all, we got to. You cannot be delivered in denial. I can't sit there. Oh, uh, that means I didn't do that. You know, I've got to accept what I've done or accept what has happened to me. You right. know, accept that. Keep moving. Approve keep of yourself. Keep growing. That's one yes. thing. As long as we're here, we're going to keep growing. Yes. A pattern continues. A pattern continues. And one thing about a pattern, just mm. like a quilt, it's full of patterns. The thing about it is, once you see that pattern, it's just like the levels of your life, chapters in your life. The patterns can change. But mm. as long as you're steady progressive, as long as you're steady growing and adding to your life, it's okay. You know, and one thing I want to share before I end this, even with those patterns as parents, we have to, surely we have to, because when we have children, even if you begin to raise your nieces, nephews, whatever, if you have those negative patterns in your life, that stuff spills over into your children, how you raise your children. You know, those patterns can be so negative. I remember times I had to stop and say, wait a minute, I remember this in my life as a child. I don't want this and it doesn't make you the perfect parent, but it helps you in your parenting. It doesn't come with a manual, but once you begin to learn those things, you can, and don't be afraid to look back on your path. All right, Look man. back. God, I thank you. You brought me from that. But yes. you have to address those issues. Right. You have to address the negative thoughts because you got to free yourself. I am free. I can tell you what I did, how I did it. So I can, if I had to tell you what I did with, but it's for somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody else. And if yes. God brings us here, he'll carry us on. If otherwise he didn't need us, you gotta face that fear. What she talked about in this book about no longer a victim. You're no longer uh, a victim. Graduate from victim to victor. You yes, are victorious. But you are victorious. You know, face that thing head on and keep moving. When you look back on your life, God, I thank you for what you did. So along mm. the way, when you meet somebody else that is going through some of that stuff, you meet people that are going through those same patterns, you have something on the inside and you know what God has done for you to help them that they can in return help somebody else. Yes. It's all about learning yourself. Like yes. Pam, um, James said, no more excuses. No more excuses. Right. No more excuses. Like God said, we come before him boldly. You know, you come to, God see everything about you, whether you're in the dark, whether you're in the light, he already knows. You know, no more excuses. Here I am, God. What is it that I need to do? Get those weeds out. Look at your patterns. Grow and keep it moving. Don't settle for a faith. Faith is staying in this box. Don't settle. No, grow, keep it moving. And again, before I, I, I stop with this chapter, just know as God said, as I said in the beginning, for he knows the thoughts that oh, he yes. thinks concerning us. Yes, we messed up. He knew it before we messed up. Guess what? Yes. You're going to mess right. up again. You're going to mess up again. Right. Right. Ah. But we thank him for his mercy. Hallelujah. Mercy. Brand new mercy. Yes. If it was yes. not for him, if he did not have anything for us to do, he could take us out of here today. Because we wouldn't be doing anything. Yes. You know, so keep trusting. Learn your patterns. Look back. If something is hurting you, know your triggers. Hey, every time this happens, I'm feeling some kind of way. Yes. It caused me to feel like this. You need to look back and see why. What is it that is causing you to feel that way? Deal with that thing head on. And keep yes. moving. Step what has happened up to right. yourself. Right. Absolutely. I, I just want to say this one part. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. 
Life can sucker punch you in your gut and it will cause you to fall straight to your knees. Wow. And the only thing you can do from bended knees is lift your hands up towards heaven and cry, Abba Father, in your darkest hour. But right here, we go insert some shouting music. Because God lift you up from everything that you've been going through. When he lifts you up from that depression, when he lifts you up from that circle, when he shows you who you are, baby, your testimony could be amazing. Don't be frustrated because life has knocked you to your knees. Your knees is the place where you can lift your hand and cry out, Abba, Father, I need you to come and see about me. And what, it's a song that say, I cried and he delivered me. in a spot that we can just cry out and say, God, in this moment, I need you. And one thing yes. about God, when he sets you free and when he delivers you, he yes. do it wholeheartedly. Yes. But just like Cherie said, yes. you have to make up your own mind not yes. to be the victim. I can relate to what Cherie is talking about. I can relate to being molested. I can relate to still having to see that person on a yes. daily yes. basis yes. or every other day basis and it plays in your mind and it makes yes, you feel yes. not worthy. It makes you feel yes. like you're dirty. But somewhere in your mind, you have to say, this is not my fault. I would yes. not play the victim. Right. Now, mind you, I was grown and married before I took that stand for myself because it was affecting my marriage. It wow. was affecting yes. my connection yes. with yes. my husband because yes. it reminded me of what I went through. Yes. And I had to wake up one morning and say, girl, are you crazy? All right. And, I, and mind you, it is not something that happens overnight. When it says morning by morning, brand new mercies, you see, when you yes. say, God, I need your mercy over my thoughts. God, I need your mercy over my emotions. God, I need your mercy Get over out my, my life, girl. You tell me that you <laughs> mercies, I will cease. Yes. God, I need your mercy to mercy. out of my life. Yes. yes. Every day. Yes. Every yes. day you have to train yes. yourself. Oh, it's a brand new day. Brand new mercies I see. Oh, it's yes. another day. Tomorrow doesn't matter anymore. I have to keep moving forward. Yes. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness towards me when I feel like my back is against the wall. When I feel like I can't go any further. God, your faithfulness towards me has been amazing. Yes. Yes. Even when you felt like you should have died. We're not saying you got to walk around with a sign to hang on the corner and have all your pains on that's the right. on the sign, yes, but you got it. to be real about it because be God right. already know. That's he right. already know about it, and oh, our God. chief apostle has taught us through the decades. God reserves the room for you to come and talk to Him about it. I'm in I'm in a situation in my life that I never thought I would be in, but I've given it to the Lord because oh, it's above my strength. And because yes. it's above my strength, I yes. know that God is going to bring me out. Yes. And I can attest to what the sister, what sister Chantel said. I was getting off at 295 one day, and my mind was attacked about my children. The devil tried to tell me stuff about my children, and I began to pray in my car. 
I had my windows down, and I know those the person that was next to me. I could see them at my peripherals. They was looking at me like I was crazy. You can look at me all you want to. The, mm. the devil will not have my mind because he said, "Drive off the other side of two ninety five. This was two weeks ago. This mm, was two weeks God. ago. So That's the battles right. don't stop. The That's battles right. don't stop. He, mm-hmm. When I'm going across the Danes Corner, the Matthews Bridge, here come the devil. But I prayed that prayer in my car. I was literally beat my hand in my head. Listen, I, you have to take authority. Yes. God gave it to you. That's take right. authority That's over right. those things that try to overtake you. He That's has right. given us the strength. I, I talked to my sister. I love her. I talked to my sister and I share a lot of different things with my sister. And, and, and in me talking to her, I always let her know, look, these are for lessons learned. You have to have your experience. I have to have mine. But in those experiences, we have to be real about it. Yes. Sometimes it ain't cute. It's just not cute. It's ugly. And you have yes. to get ugly before the Lord because that's what you're seeing is. You're seeing is ugly. Mm-hmm. So you have mm-hmm. to get before the Lord, hash it out. That's what I'm doing. I got some stuff I'm hashing out, but I'm being real about it. So, right. Sister Chantel, like you say, you got to, you stop being the victim. Mm-hmm. Stop being the victim. And yes. and that, that molestation thing, man, it'll take you through decades if you don't deal with it. Yeah. I know what that's like. Listen I know what that's... Yes. One thing I'm learning... You're going to have to use your weapon. Uh, and yes. our weapon is the word, word. and praise. We yes. have to read the word, get it inside our hearts, and we have to praise God through it. Sometimes in your house, you got to stand up and you got to start stomping and say, Say, you will not have my mind. All you right. will not have control of my parents. You lift it. I have to use what I have, and the only thing I have is the word of God and my praise. That's it. God said, if you praise me, I will give you the victory and the spoils. He yeah. said, the only thing I want from you mm-hmm. is your praise. That's praise it. Your, praise your way through it. Do That's I have it. Judah people. Judah yeah. Do I have any people who are Judah nation? We, are Judah. we have to praise yeah. God through That's it. That's it. Gotta praise mm-hmm. God. You know, we you used to say the old song. Listen. We used to say, got the devil on the bus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. down. Hey. Sad about something, and and you just go tell God all about. 
about it, and, and you gonna get down there, and you just gonna boohoo cry, and you just gonna cry, and after while you be going, thank you, thank you,
we speak sweet peace to you in the name of Jesus. Not until we meet again right here, August the 1st on Podcast Live. Go to podbeam.com. And not only do you go there, but you have to follow. Follow. Yes, I don't want to forget to follow. Follow. A lot of you visit. We have a whole lot that visit, but they're not following. So I need you to, to go to podcasts and look for the matters of the heart with Bishop Sharon Jones and follow. And it's going to bless your life. Pastor Teresa Burton is going to be with us. To thine own self be true. Spread the word. And it's going to be good. Now until the next time we come together, God bless you and God keep you is my prayer. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Love you. In Jesus' name. Amen.